Hello and welcome to Phil and Nonsense. This is a Scotch podcast. Oh man, Dorito on my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Phil Nonsense. This is a Scottish podcast discussing debating all current events and the age-old questions will be incredibly ill-equipped to do so. We do apologise for our little hiatus. Um, Covid, like many, has kicked us all in the balls and made it very difficult for us to get together. But we're here. It's happening. Thank fuck. So basically, uh, with this podcast, I'm joined by the usual hosts, and for any concerned listeners that last week, or last week, Christ, it's months ago, um, but fear not, we've got Elliot back, guys. Woo! <laughs> Elliot, just, just say hello again. Hello, everybody. It's been fucking, feels like, I was going to say it feels like it's been years, but it probably has been like half a year. Since, been, I last, yeah. since I last done one. <laughs> <laughs> been a good three months, so. But anyway, we're going to bring you back to Elliot. But kicking over to Delius himself, Dale, say hello. Well, a fool thinks himself to be wise, but a wise man knows himself to be a fool. Oh. And that's about as deep as you're going to get, so you can tune out now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd kick it off with some wise uh, quotes. I liked it. Eh? I liked it. Giggles oh, William Shakespeare. <laughs> Wikipedia tell you that. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on to Kenny. Say hello, Kenny. Hello, guys. Kenny over here. I'm usually getting majorly bevied, but if you're not from Scotland, bevied is um, pissed. But tonight, um, I'm on the Iron Bruise, like a true Scot. Like a true Scot. The, the national non-alcoholic drink. Not the name. Such, such a patriot. Such a patriot. Oh, man. Uh, oh, and, man. and then myself, Danny. Hello again. Um, hi. And I'm just going to basically kick over. So to explain the format, if you're just joining us for the first time, which would be a bit strange considering there's two, two episodes back, but just in case. Um, essentially, ideally, once a month, we go, uh, we rotate the hosts, picking our topic, getting some questions, and then we all just hammer into each other and try and find the solution or the, the answers to the age-old questions. Um, unsuccessfully, I might add, but this, w- this week, this month, this month, mate, this month, this quarter, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, Elliot is the hostess with the mostest, so Elliot, take, take it away. Take us through what we're going to be talking about this month. Money, money, money. It's so funny in a rich man's world. Yeah, That's it. Totally. All about money. All about the money. Everything to do with money. All facts and absolute nonsense. No facts. Everything, <laughs> everything that everything <laughs> that clouds not. money is what we're going to speak on. So let's let's just kick it right off. Let's with the first question. So let me just right, Mister Clad. The question that I'm going to fire right over to you. Is, is money the root of all evil, or is it the greed of humans? What's the issue? There's no... I don't think there is much of an issue, to be honest with you. I, I think we need money 
Um, I do agree that certain things that we do we aren't exactly the best, and I don't think I don't think hoarding mass amounts of wealth is the best either. It definitely could be distributed in different ways, but um, I do think these people that have mass amounts of wealth obviously have it for a certain reason, um, because they're providing the world with certain certain things, um, and. It's it's a hard one to say because it covers a covers a lot of things that we could talk about. Really, we could talk about um, like certain companies because certain companies are definitely evil, and other companies aren't. They, but they basically have the exact same amount of wealth. Um, but I, I've I've not really got much to say on it to be honest with you. Well, let's 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 take it back. Let's take take it to the companies that you're speaking of. Name name and shame these evil companies for us, Dale. Uh, talking well, about be Acme, I mean, like like every cartoon they they're making explosives and shit like that for Wiley Coyote and all that. So I mean, Acme is a bad one, fictional but a bad one. Certain chemical companies, petroleum companies, uh, massive fossil fuel companies, coal companies. Palm oil companies basically just creating mass amounts of crops, well, rainforests and fields that are just for palm oil. Very, very true. Just speaking of that, just total going off track, has anybody watched that new David Attenborough on the Netflix? Oh my God, yes. I haven't yes. seen the Netflix oh, one. Oh, mate. I've seen, uh, wow. I've seen Extinction, the BBC one, and I plan to watch the, net, the, the Netflix one soon, but yeah. Just just because Dale brought up the whole palm oil thing, like just how much of the rainforest they've changed into just palm oil trees and everything. Mad. Madness. But then again, yeah. there is a there's obviously a demand for this palm oil. So it's is it the company that's bad or is it the human race? Are we creating this greed? Because we're obviously demanding the products that these companies are providing. So are we like destroying the rainforest or are these companies doing it because they obviously do it to provide the product but then we're buying the product so is it the companies that we should be blaming or are we just funding this this is where it gets a bit whiff for me because you're talking about like greed and money is the root of all evil that's all well and good but who in essence provides all this money and we basically pump it right back into these sectors that create this evil yeah but we don't really, until it was brought up, like we didn't really know that what we were buying was wrong. Like nobody buys a um, fruit and nut bar to like uh, fuck up orangutan's lives. Like, um, I mean, they they would, but I mean, the rest of us wouldn't. They? <laughs> <laughs> but it has to come from somewhere, doesn't it? Like probably the yeah. stuff that you you've got in your house right now yeah. is done it. So in essence, you are funding it, and all the stuff that you've probably like. The furniture's being made way and like even just simple things around the house, like your hair gel, the stuff that you put in your hair, but that's really got some form of palm oil or something that's been used to destroy the rainforest. It's but, like you're getting burned and you're buying these products just because they're the only things that are on the market. Yeah. Would you not say though that, well, actually, do you know what? We take it right on exactly what you said, and these are the only things in the market. You can't turn around to, in my mind, you can't turn around to a consumer. And say, well, it's your fault for buying them. It's like, well, what's the alternative? You're giving us a product that we are having to buy. So you can, you know, you've got the options of going 
really obscure. You know, Kenny could decide to go to a really crazy non-oil-based gels and all this sort of stuff, but that's Kenny have to go on out of the supply chain really far down the line to find an alternative when really we shouldn't have to go to those lengths to find any alternative that isn't a yeah. bastard to the environment. Just it should just the, be the yeah. standard. Yeah, it's, I, but it costs yeah. more. It will cost more money, and then that's the reason why people only want to buy it. It's because oh, yeah. all these things are mass-produced and cheap, so cheap, people yeah. will buy them. They won't well, go for the dealer option. I, yeah. I disagree. I disagree well, because sorry, Alec, wait a second, mate. Um, yeah, yeah. I disagree because take plastic packaging for example, and I realise we're already off on a tangent, but plastic packaging costs more to individually wrap vegetables. That costs more than not individually wrapping vegetables. Yet when we, unless we went to a food shop that was set up where it was like zero waste and there was no plastic and things like that wrapped in. You know, you go to supermarkets and it's all wrapped in plastic. How have you... So, I don't stay in a city. I stay in a shite hole. And um, they don't have um, these sorts of things because, let's be honest, as a general sweeping statement, which I don't like making, probably most folk here don't care. And there's not a demand for it because there was a veg shop and now it's gone. So the demand's not there. But it shouldn't be... You know, I, like it's like loads of things at the moment is if, if you want to be environmentally friendly or if you want to do something that's positive towards yeah. it, an alternative, it's the niche. It shouldn't be... It shouldn't be that, yeah. Aye, so you can't turn around and say to the consumer who's just, you know, the typical person that just needs to do their weekly shop who doesn't have time to waste and worry about what plastics on what is because actually the biggest concern for them is feeding their family or just getting getting yeah. through the day. They, they don't have the time to be wasting looking for alternatives or travelling to a city that's 25 miles away just to get a plastic-free solution. No, they're going to go to the next supermarket that's down the road from them and be given whatever is in front of them. So I don't agree that it is down to the consumer that drives this. Is we need to be given the choice easily because the odds are is if it was easier to have things that were better for the environment versus not... You wouldn't have people going, fuck the environment. I'm going to go yeah. the extra effort to make it worse. It's all about making it easy. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. why, why are all these like fresh fruit markets and veg like grocers, things like that, not around anymore? Because the consumer doesn't want them. No. They've obviously been phased out for a reason. They're obviously not making yeah. enough money. So this is why all these things have came about, because people prefer to, the easiness of it. You can go, well, you can get these things that yes. look nice and they're wrapped in plastic packaging. That's what people want. Mm-hmm. They don't they want to go to places where things are lying about or, or the flare or in big piles of stuff because we've been basically... That's all about the flare. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That's what, That's what it was like back in the day. You walked into your fresh <laughs> fruit grocers and that tatty's just lying in a big pile flare. in the corner. You uh, just go, oh, uh, I'll go pick my tatties. In the last... Um, I'm not going to jump on my high horse or anything because I've only been doing it for three weeks, but um, and me and Claire live in our <laughs> medium of transport. Um, obviously, we've moved into the, the big Sprinter van, so we've, we've been no. shopping at um, Zero Waste and um, 
farm shops and stuff like that. So in our area, you've got Larbert and Dunblane for Zero Waste, and then you've got Smiddy Farm Shop. And there's a couple of other farm shops that are actually closer than Blair Drummond, but we've been going to Smithy Farm Shop nonetheless. And um, just in the last three weeks, like me and my missus have like drastically decreased our waste to pretty much just tins, like tinned, um, like your kidney beans and stuff like that. Um, and all our, we've been buying all our veg just in, uh, in, in kind of reusable shopping bags at, at, at Smithy and the, the zero waste places. And, um, yeah, they're just kind of they're just kind of all laid out in in baskets, and it tells you how much it is per weight or or amount and what have you. It's it's awesome, man. I have to say, you should you should um, all give it a try. It's really really good. So I'm glad you brought that area. up. I'm What's glad that? you brought that up. It's a perfect example. The reusable bagging, right? Just talking about convenience and consumerism and different things like that. You walk yeah. in uh, the shop, you get all your weekly shop, and you put it in trolleys and that he'll go to the check it fuck's sake i forgot my reusable bags i'm just going to buy hundreds of 10p bags again and how yeah. many 10 p bags have you got in your cupboard well i know i've got in my cupboard fucking thousands <laughs> of them yeah. because it's just convenience for me i just go and buy the yeah. bags and that's that's it in a nutshell that's it in the essence well let's say for example though that that a reusable bag that you were going to buy was only a um, cardboard or kind of a paper bag that you could buy at the shop. That was your only option, which you could then put in the compost bin or you could... Re- uh, That's the only option in Smitty if you don't bring a bag, is, is the, that kind of thing. Yeah, Aldi's have it as well. It's like you've got like your plastic, you've got your ones that break down into tiny microplastics, which are just a con, and then you've just got the brown paper bag. And do you know what? If you need something to just carry for your car, your house, the brown paper bag does it, and then you just put it in the cardboard recycling and you're sorted. Yeah. But see if that was the only option. Dale, the odds are that that is probably a product you would only use once. And this is, I mean, I realise we are totally off topic, but this is <laughs> this is the flip side of this argument. Is And this is where I believe there's some things where plastic has to continue. We just need to change our behaviour. Having yeah. something that is one product that can last a bag for life yeah, isn't yeah. going to actually last a lifetime, but something that can last a long time is going to be much better than producing countless paper bags that might last one or two journeys if you're lucky, which then might not actually be designed to break down properly because there might be, like, there's you probably see there's a book over here, right? Um, one of their books called Credo, Credo, and it's all about. Um, products that at the moment we're living in a bit of a con world which they say they're recycled and environment and that's great because it's a product used twice but after the second use of something being recycled that product is not designed to break down so even though it's been used again it's all it's not necessarily fixing the problem it's just delaying the when that thing goes to landfill when we really should have products that either are going to be lasting almost indefinitely that you know they're created to be reused therefore it's not an issue it's never going to a landfill site because once it served its purpose it's repurposed to something else or it's something that is designed to decompose and i'm talking to the specifics of the ink printed on these things because a lot of them i'll just have standard ink which is actually toxic so when the brown paper bag breaks down 
that toxic chemical from the ink goes into the soil into the it's just that whole kind of cycle needs to change and at the moment we only design products that really are from beginning to end last once and then at the end of it we don't really have any solution to that hey, but listen right the the paper bag guy would be one of the richest guys in the world then if that was the case like if gone back to the topic that we were originally talking about but he's no it's like big who is it Makesh Ambani, the petrochemical guy, the guy who basically provides this stuff to then make all these plastics. He's like one of the what, second richest guy, third, fourth richest guy in the world or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is a problem there. It's like these these guys are at the tip, tip, top because that's the way we like to buy. These are This is what causes the evil. And yes, they have, they have a service for us. So we are cornered into buying it all. And it's no, is it them that are the evil ones or is it us? That's That was what I was trying to say in my first kind of thing because yeah. the first question was about greed and the greed of men. And is it the greed of men or is it just the or greed women, of women? Or women or anything in between. <laughs> PC world. See, I... PC principle over here. Just going, going on, that, going on the, the topic of that whole consumer and manufacturers, it's obviously... When these manufacturers came up with the idea or the innovation to create their, their products, they were not thinking of what what impact is this going to cause on the economy. Like no back then nobody thought like of that. But now it's became but now because of their innovations it's made our lives so much easier. We've now got stuck in a routine of continuously using them. But now what we need to do is we need to adapt and change our lifestyle to yeah. before you go out the house, definitely take that reusable bag. Like it's these are the little things that we have to change in our life that will make a big impact. It's like it's like evolution. It's not evolution, but you know what I mean. We now need to change our lifestyle because we just need to. Yeah. Hey, but you can't right? Let's just let's just put this in the table here right now, right? Right now, right now, right? Somebody handed you 50 billion pounds and said, right, there's 50 billion pounds. You wouldn't take it. You didn't want to be like one of the richest men in the world. Oh, of course I'd take it. And then what would you do with it? Would you just automatically <laughs> just get all out to charity? Oh, Dale, man, this is going to be one of my points later on in one of the I'm... later questions that you actually just nicked from me, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you calm, calm your jets on. You just stick the topic. That's that's what I'm saying. Though, like that's we're a, talking about a, the yeah. the greed of humans and the greed the yeah. greed of men and different things like that, and it's it's a hard one because it covers a, a broad spectrum. Um, I do I do agree that some people are definitely evil and the the things that they do with their money, like certain lobbyists and different things like that, like buying out politicians and swaying certain political views i definitely think that's evil but i can't really make a huge comment on it because we could go down so many different rabbit holes in this question yeah. that's, that's what makes it a good question it's true touche elliot like <laughs> <laughs> right well okay then well i'm gonna throw it over to kenny then mr ken dog um so yeah the question is <laughs> Um, Throwing some nineties pattern there, Kerry. I like it. <laughs> you know me. Have you ever seen The Wire, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
We shout out to Dale's house party there. Um, <laughs> aye, what, what was it? Um, is money evil or are peeps evil? Is that the no. question? So the question is, is money the root of all evil or is the greed or is it the greed of humans? Right. Cool. So my response would be that like um I think it's just the wording of the question, but I mean humans created money, like money's not a separate entity to humans. So I mean human beings create the create the concept of currency in order to um create trade or, or to make trade easier mm-hmm. so it's so it's like the concept of money created by us and the whether you want to call it a sin or the lustful desire greed um is something that it, it, it gets combined with the idea of money because money has value so people become greedy for money because everyone in the world believes that money is valuable so the money entices the greedy bastard uh, if you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i don't think money is the thing to concentrate on at all by any means because money is just chilling there being all green and with writing on it or or a little golden nugget or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you've got that's just money's not even something that you can point blame at it's just an object that we call valuable so yeah. i would say that you you just get greedy people in the world and power is something that will um will do you well if you if you can come into power you can create a, a an easy life for yourself mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an interesting one i just i think that uh, man's would be the greed you, you find that money and greed intertwine because, you know, I mean, money is the most valuable thing to our modern society. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think then, if 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 we didn't have money, if we had something else, if we had a different system in place that would be more beneficial for everybody instead of using money? I don't know if there is a better solution that and that's the funny thing about it eh? because it's like we've had this conversation before i think at times when we've all just been chilling and drinking together or whatever like money is if we're going to talk about what i do for my, my business like mm-hmm. someone can come in here and i can i can spend a lifetime trying to figure out how many apples a haircut's worth and how many pairs of shoes and how many um, just whatever commodities they are, are are worth a haircut and what I should charge for that or we can all just decide that a haircut's 18 quid and mm-hmm. there you go Bob's your uncle kind of, kind of dealios. I don't know if there's a better solution to a society that lives in such large numbers as we do. I don't think you need money if you're a self-sustaining tiny little um, cute little community like you get in fucking Isle of Skye and some islands off of Scotland and I'm sure around the rest of the world, tribes, people that still live in a more natural way mm-hmm. they don't need money but they all have tasks and they perform them and they, they do what they can to get by but if you're talking about, if you were to rip the concept of money out of a modern society if you were to rip the concept of money out, out, out from Glasgow, Edinburgh the United States, like 
whatever the fuck, you're gonna be left with a mess, are you not? Well, if you just going, I'm now speaking of experience of what I've seen of tribes and everything of that, like that nature. Yeah. And whenever you ever, whenever you look at them, all they do is Elliot it's can't just the tribes. Is it? <laughs> hey lads, is like, oh Elliot, oh, come here, son. Let's let's just let's just hang out. I've got a tree you're gonna fucking love. Let's just go. Let's put that stick through your nose. <laughs> no, but what what I mean is right. So these these tribe people is they they all they do to day by day is just to survive, and yeah. what they find happiness and everything is just like spending their life just living it to yeah. the fullest, spending it with time. Yeah. So they don't have that greed yeah. nature. And it's yeah. only because of money that this whole greedy nature has yeah. evolved. Yeah, so yeah. They're, therefore, also, it's like that, that's that question, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? What like is, I, said, I, have, I, have like I said about... I'll I am disagreeing with that. Quick. I'll bounce back real quick, Elliot, and then we'll move it on, obviously. Um, like I just like I said just before there, it's about like I was talking about when I said Glasgow, Edinburgh, United States, whatever. I'm talking about populated areas, so they don't need money. Um, we need money because we you can't if you if you were to try and make us live like them, for starters, the um, the land around us has had a, a major fucking facelift. It's covered in roads and houses. Mm-hmm. and farms and all that they live in and they live in habitats so they can do what they do whereas we can't do that if you oh, take away no, all, all no, no, that shit i sorry no i wasn't meaning as in we should live like them that wasn't i was oh, the way right. that i was angling at it was i was angling because of money this the whole nature of greed has became a thing like i wasn't saying oh we should all live like tribes people because we oh, wouldn't right. be greedy we wouldn't be greedy no i wasn't meaning i wasn't meaning it I'm like sorry. that i'm sorry but da- danny you were saying you disagreed with us and i see you have uh, something to say, so i literally have my hand up i feel like i'm back at primary school it's like mr 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 quinn um i i've got to sorry i've got i've got to disagree because money itself is not necessarily a new concept but society larger than a tribe has been around much longer than money has um and all right, okay. so to give you to give like a rough idea of some things i mean it's i think the first money system that to be devised was said to be by the chinese about 700 years bc um in europe slightly later um they, they actually used coins um to do that but i mean you think back to i like to use the see the egyptians as so that's a that is a society that was four thousand years ago so that's mm-hmm. 2000 bc say right um and you look at some of those things like pyramids and hierarchies and all that sort of thing is like greed has been around longer than money. Like can it can it make yeah. the perfect can it make the perfect point is same right. I design who sees Kenny cuts here, right? Now I could walk up to Kenny and go, Do you know what? Give me six months worth of haircuts and I'll design your house. Now Kenny might take me up on that offer and go, 
great deal. Let's do that. Um, but then once I've designed Kenny a house, how am I supposed to get any further haircuts for Kenny? Because he doesn't need another one. But I can't. I don't. I can't provide any other service that could be of value to Kenny. Therefore, mm-hmm. without a currency, I could never get my haircut of Kenny. So what I would have to do is every time I want my haircut, I need to go to a different barber, offer a design of my house just so every six months I could get, uh, or I could get a haircut for six months. Like the value of the barter system is so flawed only because it depends on the person you're trying to trade with. So mm-hmm. I've gone back to Kenny's um, analogy when he was using apples or shoes and sandals or whatever is if Kenny needs that, then do you know what? For him that day, it's a higher value. So let's say Kenny's a bit peckish, needs to get his vitamins up, so he needs a bit oh, of fruit. Yeah. So, I, so, so I come across four apples, Kenny. So here you are, there's your four apples. But then next month, somebody else has already given you the apples. Um, and therefore, it's like, well, if you want a haircut, you need to give me eight apples rather than four because um, I mean, they're not worth the same amount to me. It's like that economy of balance mm-hmm. is so difficult, and that's like that's why and a current a currency came about. Is it, it was nothing to do with the greed or controlling a population or anything yeah. like that. As it was yeah. purely to standardise trade because um. Small scale. I'm not. I'm not talking trade in terms of countries and stuff like that. Because let's be honest, apart from the last 200 years, most countries didn't really deal acknowledge much each other. or acknowledge exactly. Yeah. Um. But within themselves, like markets and things like that, there needed to be a standardised way method of trading goods, um, that was beneficial to everybody because you could be. The, the greatest value in the market one month because everybody wants your product, but the next month you could be the person in the market because nobody wants it anymore mm-hmm. just because they might have an excess of it. So it's such a volatile thing that a currency needed to be bring, brought in place. Um, I'm sure it's in the Bible or something like that. They talk about shekels and, and what things are worth. And it's just, yeah, I mean, going, going back to your question is whether money's root of all evil or whether it, it's just humanity's greed i think honestly i think it's humanity's greed i think that there are some i wouldn't say everyone's greedy i mean i think there's definitely personalities and people out there that um find value in different things but for the people that find value in money it's not necessarily it's not money that they actually find value in because money means nothing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's what it gives people the opportunity to do, whether that is power through buying people off or whether that's they can have anything within an instant because actually everybody about them is getting paid loads. So they will bend over backwards for you because you're the richest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I know, I know I'm sure Dale is going to hammer on this as well because I'm sure he said he's got something to say, but yeah, um, my part comment on that is, yeah, I, I disagree. Greed is a human trait. Yeah. Where that comes from, could you know, you could you could say it's just a survival thing. I mean, at one point, if we found loads of berries and stockpiled them, would you keep that for your family so your family could survive? Or would you share that, um, or your tribe, sorry, keep it within the tribe? Or would you share that outside your tribe so that humanity survive? Odds are you, you, you would only look 
as far as your tribe for survival and not where else. Like this whole kind of, and now again, I would say this is only probably in the last 50 years, our awareness for cultures past ourselves and their well-being um, on a global scale is a new concept. And I think that's why you probably get two ends of the scale where you've got someone who takes it upon themselves to fight for that cause. And you know what? Back in the 70s, when it wasn't touching anybody, that was the climate. Now, mm. um, it might be different things as well as uh, climate control and all that sort of stuff. But it's what touches people's day-to-day life because it's a survival instinct. It is, I wouldn't, as I would say, it's probably one of the most disappointing things of humanity as a whole, um, but we are built to look after ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and it takes it takes a maturity, in my mind anyway, it takes a maturity to look past yourself uh, and your immediate so, uh, others or immediate bubble to really care. But Elliot, I feel like you've kind of been left out of this conversation in terms of the question. No. So I'm going to no. ask you, I, is money the root of all evil or is it the greedy humans? Cause I'm, just so, to bring it back. Because I, I was going to bring that back because I know... The way that I was talking and asking you guys questions, I think you picked up that I was thinking that money is the root of all evil, which isn't the case. I was I was being on I was being that good host, being on the fence, yes. hostess, pro- hostess, prodding the questions that I want and then wanted to get conversations out of. But no, I am on the side that it's humans that is the problems. It's that nature of greed, and I think it's the nature of people not being able to control that greed. So for me, for an example, I'm not really a greedy person. Like I don't, the only thing that comes greedy for me is food. I only become a greedy bastard when it comes to food. Other than that, I'm not really a greedy person, but I know other people are very much like they've got that drive of, I need more money. I need more money. Like it's very, I think for those people, for these people that own all these companies, they're very selfish. They do look out for themselves. And then some of them are very good because when they get to those positions, they're like, right, now it's my turn. I can give back to said whatever it is. But there is some people out there that are like, nah, fuck everybody else. It's all about me. See, I think that follows perfectly in your second question. So So well, actually. It's almost like you planned it. Oh, is it? Oh, maybe. (laughs) Oh, maybe. (laughs) Diving into the mind of the Quinn. So... (laughs) (laughs) anyway so we're jumping into the second question do you think the more money that you gain that it will change you and i'm going to fling this question right over to danny oh oh me oh me um this is this take this is this is a personal question okay so actually ask me personally um well take take it in two stance ask answer it personally and then answer it what you think the most humans would do well when i was looking over this question i was the only example that i could think of is is if you won the lottery because i think see if you earn money gradually so if you start at a point where you're not inherently wealthy and then the point where you are Mm -hmm. i think being from that starting point of knowing what it is not to have loads loads of money to just throw around is you're maybe a bit more considered on your decisions and what you do with money, where mm-hmm. I haven't had that progression of maturity of wealth. So be it like winning the lottery, I think 
you suddenly think you can go from having nothing to everything overnight. And I think that's probably why loads of people that win the lottery tend to be bankrupt very, you know, only in a few years after the one millions is because they try and they think that suddenly because of what they had before, the money that they've got is unlimited mm-hmm. because I've never known any value like that where now I know my missus is going to uh, hammer me for remembering the statistics of this wrong but I remember she was giving me an example of something like the difference between say like a million pounds and a billion pounds and us as humans we haven't evolved to understand larger numbers so example that was used it was something like so if you think if you have no pound zero zero pounds you sit at midnight on a clock if you have a million pounds it's something like 36 minutes if you have a billion pounds it's like six days have passed you know it's like the difference between that those two elements is Mm -hmm. so outside a realm of understanding in terms of money yeah. Um, so, going changing the question towards me, do I think money would change me? As I think it would depend how I got it. As I say, if if I have became wealthy over time and over the hard graft, as I say, pure hard mm-hmm. graft, lads, pure hard graft. <laughs> uh, I think because I've like don't get me wrong, I, I did start from a really disadvantaged family, so I can't say that that I could I can't comment from that point of view but um I know that I've worked had to work from quite a young age um because mum and dad forced me to and I had to deliver a paper round which was like 400 papers through the doors for like eight quid a week um so I know like that was when I was like 12 years old so that was like the shite end of the scale um (laughs) to the point now where I'm I'm in a, a well paid paid job and responsibilities and all that sort of thing. So I'm and I definitely think I've got to thank my missus for a balancing act in terms of you have a decent amount of money but when you're willing to spend it on things that are worth something. So he's like um it was actually my mother in law that kind of instilled this in both of us is, you know, spend money wisely where you should. You know, it's like if you're getting if you're buying something, buy good quality, you know, because then it'll last and it makes sense. Don't just spend a tenner on a t-shirt and then you're replacing that in two months' time if you're lucky. Uh, it just becomes a bit of a false economy. Absolutely, yeah. Um, where I think there's a chance that if you went from what we are now to winning the lottery and having a crazy amount of money, you know, what's the first thing you would all do? You know, you, you would spend money on the things that you thought were just that stretch beyond your means. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think very quickly I'd run out of that. Would it change me? I would hope not. But you know what? The odds are, see, if I if I won the Euro Millions, I, funny enough, me, me and my dad love having these conversations if we won the lottery. But we stand like we're both in the same opinion. Is I wouldn't tell anybody that I won the lottery because I think it's not just you that changes; it's the people around you change. Because we all go out for drink. You see, we, we all go to the pub. All got pissed. Um, I'd won the Euro Millions and you all knew about it. And there's you guys all working away and really kind of putting the graft in. And then if I didn't get the next round in, 
and I imagine I'd be in the same point. If when I use one of the million miles, I'd be thinking, you've got practically unlimited money, and I've just grafted myself for a week to get this cash, and you're no buying us all the pints. What's that about? Do you know what I mean? It's like there's. You're damn fucking right. I'd be thinking. <laughs> uh, Do you know what? And you're in your. like buying the next round. You're, the, huh? Tonight's on you. I, that's, that's the thing. It's like, but you think, see if you've won, if you have won the lottery, how quickly yeah. your money would run out if you were buying the rounds. Every single time for everybody, for every time they're out. Hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, to round up on that, would it change me? I hope not, but I think it would. But I think what would change me more is how, if I became super rich, is how people around me would change towards mm-hmm. me. And whether, and I think this is why rich people tend to gravitate towards rich people, is. Yeah. If, you know, it's like if everyone's super rich, then you're on a. You're all on the same precipice. You're all on that level pegged, and it feels like you're just back to norm, some form of normality. But if you are a, if you're in a wealth band so higher than all of your peers or your pals, you're not, you're not going to be friends for long. Um, and as sad as I is to say, but yeah, that's my, that's my two cents on the issue, or my two million pounds on the issue. <laughs> well then. So actually, sorry. Um, I can tell my missus is uh, listening to the conversation, just so I've got the quote right, by the way, because actually it's it's more staggering than I thought. So, (laughs) um, if a pound for every second, if you have a one million pounds, that's worth 11 days. If you have one billion pounds, that's worth 32 years. That's how much rich you would be from being a millionaire to a billionaire. Um, wow. So I would I would like to thank my wife for that the hero that she is, uh, obviously listening in Jesus, or probably because I'm shouting down the microphone because I've got my headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. As I've laugh. never heard people put money and time in that uh, time scale and in, in, in that way before. I've never heard that before. I was interested, man. It's crazy. Yeah, she says I'm shouting much. I'm, I'm getting messages through my phone as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well then, that's 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 Danny's comments on the question. Mm. Daily C, I'm gonna hit the question right over to you. Would you change if you gained? One hundred percent. Would you change? One hundred percent. There's no doubt how, about this. How long would you live for? <laughs> I would get probably three, maybe even four days. Nah, <laughs> 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 no, I, I don't think I'd. You know. I'm in two minds, right? If, like Danny's saying, if you win the lottery, you just splurge it all. But is that not exactly what the lottery's for? Imagine if you won 65 million, would you not just piss it down the stream just buying stupid amounts of stuff? Oh, I want a jet ski. In fact, no, I want six jet skis. Just go and buy them and all your pals can ride on them. Use them like once and then that's it. Burn them. Petrol bomb them after. To that, so ah, fuck that. I can buy like another twelve straight after this. Burn them up. <laughs> Do you know? I think that, I mean, oh, it sounds like a good time, like. Right, see, you know what I mean. That sounds absolutely fan bloody tastic. You only live once. You might as well. And then we go the other way. So we'd go buy a tank, buy hundreds of ammunition, and keep like so. That would only cost about maybe even two, three million or something like that, right? See, there's a tank. Aye, this honestly, I've thought about this time and time and time again. Like, this is what I would do if I won the lottery. <laughs> if I go. won like 
It's 65 million, right? I'd buy the tank, I'd kit it out, I'd get loads and loads of stuff, right? So loads of ammunition, bombs, C4, the lot, things just to do some serious damage. I don't really want to take folk out, I just want to cause some serious damage to towns, cities, places like that. But first, right, I would hire, like, the BBC and big, like, news corporations for America to come off it all over the world and like I'd just put a pile a big pile of money, 50 million like Christ knows how much pour petrol over the top of it and just burn it and it would make the world watch and it would be like oh the news, all the papers would be talking about it like oh the guy burns 50 million, could have went to charity, could have helped like like homelessness, different things like that and then straight after it, I jump in the tank and just start spinning that motherfucker around, bombing places and just going absolutely mental with. I love. It. Hold on, hold on a second. I love the uh, fact that you've gained something that sorted you, sorted your life out. You're sorted. That's it. You've made it. Nah, I'm gonna end my life. I've gained, <laughs> I've gained everything, but I'm gonna fucking end it right here and. Mate, now. I loved that burning money. It was like the fucking Joker. But do you know I think it would make like such a statement? Imagine like thing you do like in the newspaper, or oh, man burns winnings of lottery, burns sixty in a pile. I'd like, that. What do you, what reception do you think you would get? Do you think you would get death threats? Do you think folk would come? Ah, in? you'd fucking get death threats. You would get you would get go, be killed. Fuck's sake! I would <laughs> think imagine that, was that though. Amazing. I would love that. Because cool fuck. See, that's the other. Some people would like it and other folk would hate it, but I think it would be pretty cool. I'd <laughs> be badass as fuck, man. But to get back on topic, it would 100% change me. Like, no doubt about it. I would. I'd just live the life. I'd be like the next Conor McGregor. <laughs> yes. I nice. would. Any charities, I wouldn't hit. I would just all be for me. That would be it. <laughs> Even if, like, we done what Danny was saying as well, like, he would, like, understand the meaning of wealth. Nah, that wouldn't be happening. I'd be buying massive hussies, crazy amounts of cars, different things like that. It doesn't matter. I would just want to be selfish as fuck with it, I think. Oh, yeah. mate. YOLO. Remember YOLO? 100%. Hashtag YOLO. Or as I'd like to say, Yoda. 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 Like Yoda. You only die anyway. <laughs> you only die anyway like the you only bit doesn't make sense when they die anyway that's why I love it so much you only fucking die anyway that's amazing just go back to our religion that. podcast and you'll realise it's not a big deal <laughs> we're all going to be like wee orbs <laughs> dancing at the god step concert Oh, the Godstep. Yeah. Gene in the Park. Still, still waiting for Gene in the Park. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone who wasn't listening to our last episode, go back so you can hear the God, oh. God in the Park bar. Or the Godstep banter. Godstep. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Wah. <laughs> 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 right, 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 well, right, well then. So, Kenny, question oh. over to you. Yeah, would, mo- would money change you? Yeah, interestingly, I'm not sure why I didn't think about, like, Euro millions amount of money for some reason, but I'll just go with whatever it was that I was thinking about at the time anyway. Go for it. Um, He's already won the lottery, he just doesn't know what to say. 
I think. <laughs> like, I, uh, said, uh, I wasn't really thinking about the money I've just won. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> the part where you said about me being like friendless, man, it traumatised me. <laughs> um, True story. Uh, so, what was it? Danny was saying, like, the time scale would determine how much it changed them. Mm. Um, uh, and so, like, you, what you, you mean, like. Rather gradually becoming rich. Aye. Wretched, yeah. I was thinking that the amount of money would determine the level of change. Like, the more money you had, probably the more that you would change. But I think a lot of people think, like, if you were rich, it's like you have that thought, like, would I turn into an asshole or would I turn into a dickhead or would I still be a cool guy? Everybody likes to think you would still be you would still be cool, but maybe we maybe what you what you guys were talking about is the reason why rich people are dicks, man. Like because there's just an expectation of of that of them in a, in a way. But I said that I felt that money would change me in a way where um, money having a significant amount of money would relieve stress. Like we can all agree that it would relieve stress, as in. Uh, well, well, do you know what? Can you I just, don't can think I, can it I, would relieve stress. Can I can I re can I reframe just a slight question is rather than saying do you think money would change you, do you think you would change if you no longer had to put effort in for the things you wanted in life? Because essentially that's if you're super rich, it's the same thing. You don't have like if you have yeah. exceptional wealth, you don't have to put in the hard work. To get everything you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I wonder if that relieving that yourself from that struggle and that stress would make you would make you happier and then make you a nicer person. But how long does that last for? I think there would be I think there would definitely be a period of absolute zen, like where you would just be chill, you'd be so chill. Um do doing the things that you want to do. I know the things that, that I want to do right now that I can't do because I'm in loads of debt and shit. If I could live the way that I want to live, I, I know for a fact that for at least for a period of time, I'd be happier, less stressed, and I'd be zen as fuck. But how long would that last for, I suppose, is the question. Mm. I mean, I, we'll never know until, until or unless it happened to us. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. so well, I think like, if we're being completely honest with ourselves, out of all four of us, Kenny is the most entrepreneur, entrepreneurial. Blame it on the wine, um, than all of us. So the odds are of me, Elliot, Dale. Tell me if I off if I'm wrong. The odds of us building up an empire of a business is probably slimmer than it is for Kenny. Interestingly, I'm on a path to minimalizing as much as possible because i've i feel that the when and me and my and my girlfriend's life this, this i suppose this has got a lot to do with money and um, it's on the flip side of that coin like my desire is to make my life to 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 make my lifestyle as cheap as it possibly can be mm-hmm. so that the amount of money that i need to have as as minimal as as possible mm-hmm. to to in order to achieve wealth, but the wealth I feel like the wealth that will 
that we'll gain will be time. Like, well, that will buy us time rather right. than money. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you don't do you know think that's I mean? the new rich though? Like, I've, I've, yeah. I know me, you, Kenny, we we've talked to this at length as well. Um, but that idea that there is a percep, I, th- I honestly think there's a perception within the workplace and. Um, Elliot and Dale, I'm sure you can chime in with your thoughts with where you work as well, but it's no longer about making the most, like, success is not seen, especially, and I think COVID's had a lot to do with it for a lot of people that have maybe been stuck in their ways for so many years. It's no longer about making as much money as you can. It's about having control of the time, yeah. your time to do as you wish. Yeah. You want to go away and can ski down a slope for a couple of weeks, then yeah. If you're in a, if you're in a, yeah, to say, if you're, yeah, if you're in a job where you can't do that, you suddenly start questioning, do I want to be in this job because it doesn't allow me to do pursue my hobbies? Which, to mm-hmm. be clear, for everyone that's listening, I couldn't ski to save myself. I think I think I've had one know. snowboard lesson, so um, that is definitely not uh, an example <laughs> that I'm using for myself. Just to be clear, um, pizza slice all the way down, man. Aye, man. Aye. All the way down, pizza slice. Just it's not, it's not going a straight line down. It's going left and right, left and right. Aye, it's all it's all about this weather, I think, I think. But yeah, no, it, like Kenny, Kenny, Kenny has definitely had it, and I actually think that there's probably going to be a, a slice, <laughs> slice down the middle. So we're, we're pizza's half here, right? And this analogy, nice. but I think there's going to be an element that will still be after COVID, all about making as much money as possible, all about getting the highest position they can, because that they can't see past that. And do you know what? Material, materialistic people will always be like, oh, "That's fine, that's their, that's their bag." But I think there's a good chunk of people that will look at this journey that they've been on and where we've come. As long as I can govern my time as I see fit, that's the wealth. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And that's where I think your question about money and will it change people flips in their head is if they, if they can govern their time themselves, then they probably wouldn't change. They would probably become a, well, maybe they would. They maybe become a better person that's more comfortable in themselves and live a more fruitful life because mm-hmm. they are calling the shots of their own conversations and their own time spent yeah i mean dale like you work shifts and more probably than the lot of us if you could decide you were if the decision was left to you you got to make the call on them when you worked as long as you made your hours in a week would you not feel like that is probably the freest and best you could be like or would you rather take a million pounds but you'd still have to work the shifts they dictated to and you couldn't spend that money or time as you seen fit I would I don't know actually that's a really good question I, I would probably you know what I would actually take the million and take the take the shift aye fuck I, off I, see for me I don't think I would I, if no. I, I mean if I was if, I, if you were being paid a reasonable to decent amount like We've all got a different number in our head of what that actually means. There's no point in me saying a number. Um, but, you know, if, if I, like, I'm quite thankful with the work, the job that I work in now, that's pretty much the scenario I'm in. I'm, I'm paid a decent amount. With times it's seen fit, the way that I'm assessed is 
either houses get built and I, I achieve the dates that are required or I didn't. And if I didn't, then I'm probably booted out the door. But fingers crossed so far, I've been kosher. So it's fine. Um, but would you, so you, do you know... The only reason that I'm saying that, though, is because the shifts are, that I work are that decent. And I feel like quite quite happy to work the shifts that I work. I'm quite, quite A-OK with it. But no, it's OK. So just to stipulate so I'm clear on my question is what I mean by that is that's you've got a pretty decent setup right now but imagine like you have no control of your shift pattern so you either get a million pounds but you are dictated when you work regardless if it suits you or not you're getting a million pounds but you might be expected to work um 12 hour dates where you've maybe only got two days to spend with you, two hours to spend with your other half before you haven't jump and uh, get a kip before your next day and you might be working seven days a week is a million pounds to you worth that because who so you might have a big house and a nice car but the time you can spend to enjoy that becomes completely diminished or you get paid the same as you do right now or what the potential in your role um allows like so say you get paid the maximum that's um can never be achieved within your um, career path but you get to dictate the terms and times that you work. Mm. What in your mind? What's what's a better scenario? Uh, uh, I, I don't know because money's good. I would, I would always go with the money. Ah, you go with the money if you could. But right now you can. You've got time to enjoy that money. But if you've not got, so you can buy a you can buy a massive house, loads of fancy cars, but. The free time that you have to spend to enjoy these things might only be two hours a day. Is that worth your two hours a day that you can spend on that? Or would you rather be paid up to your career path's maximum and go, do you know what, Dale, you just need to work 40 hours a week. We'll work out the shifts around you. So do you know what, if you and your other half want to go away for three days or two days up north or do your thing, then we'll accommodate that as long as when you get back, you, you make up your time. Aye, but then it's two hours a day eating lobster thermidor, or I can come back and eat mince and tatties. That's like <laughs> the different thing. You know what I mean? Don't uh, like you. Mince and is well more appealing for me, but... <laughs> Aye, uh, but that's, that's the way I'm looking at it. The quality of life would be so much better. Not well, but it wouldn't be, though, because when I'm talking about two hours, I'm talking about two hours from when you get home from work to go to bed. Aye, but... Well, well, if you just if you enjoy that though, what happens if you really enjoy your work but you love coming home as well and rallying your Ferrari about your garage doing donuts for like an hour and then going back to your beds for an hour and they call you back in? I'd say that's quite a good standard of living. I it depend well, hold on. I, if depending on what that work was, if that work was not work to you and that work was your passion, I think what Danny was saying is just like if if you're just a block, if you're a standard person and you've got a standard job but it pays you well and you and you've got a choice of getting paid well and I, 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 I understand the question yeah i am going with the million what's the lobster oh, in the ferrari bit <laughs> <laughs> you've repeated you know, the question like three four times over and over again you're gonna get the same answer like fair enough, fair enough. Like, I'm, 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 that's cool. Like, if you think you pick the million, fine. Like, I mean, between all of us, Kenny's made this decision. Like, he's went on this journey much further than we ever have. Like, Kenny, you'll see yourself. I mean, you were talking only a few weeks ago, trying to work out for you. 
to for your new lifestyle uh, and being a bit more nomadic uh, is you you maybe only need to work one two weekends a month from uh, like Thursday to Monday for you to cut the mustard and have a great time and experience. Uh, that's exactly it. I um and that's basically through it's not every it's not everyone's reality. It's never gonna be everyone's reality. And I don't want to like sit here and say that um there's a solution and and with within what I'm doing that for everybody because there's definitely not. But if you're if you're someone that maybe at my age twenty eight you don't fancy kids. You <laughs> I don't mean you don't <laughs> <laughs> clip that. <laughs> Whoa, I, um, so we can all be Kenny fancy ho- kids. Right? Hopefully, don't fancy kids or anything. Um, you don't fancy uh, having children um, of your own, mm-hmm. and yeah, doing what I'm doing would be a great solution. But it's not going to be a good solution for somebody that with a family or whatever. But if we pay off our debt, if we bring our debt to zero, so that it's um, the Oh, here they come. Oh, there's only... <laughs> oh, the kids in the shop. Is he doing that podcast again? <laughs> is that that filler nonsense? <laughs> uh, the audience has turned up, right? <laughs> um, I guess I want the cash flow situation to be money coming in and barely anything going out. And in that situation, you don't need this. You don't need anywhere near as much money as you once thought you did i don't know why i don't know why it took uh, covid to show me that but uh, that's anyway that's the path we're on mm. so whatever nobody really cares about my wee life how they kenny I, I, i'm a nosy wee bastard i love to hear about your life hi <laughs> <laughs> but elliot i think i think we should kick this back to you mate because uh, I, I definitely feel like again you've you've been such an accommodating host that you're asking everybody else the question, but you're not answering the question yourself. No, no it's, it's fine now. <laughs> so, Elliot, do you think more money you gain would change you? Short answer, I kind of. Because I sure. think, because, right, so I think from looking at myself to looking at, like, my beliefs and, and wh- what things that I enjoy and everything that, and my characteristics, my basic characteristics, I don't think that they would change. Stay the same person, quite a relaxed, chilled out person, easy going, happy as Larry, that kind of guy. But I do think I'd become fucking wild. Like I reckon that like that whole like, party lifestyle, doing whatever the fuck I wanted, buying all the new fancy gear, showing it off, that would that would be me. Um, You'd be in a cat hole in two weeks. Oh, aye, the hundred percent. Getting all the cocaine hookers. Get it all, <laughs> all in the one night. What are those? Yeah, What's listen, that cocaine? Listen, Elliot, this is oddly specific. Have you won the lottery recently? <laughs> no. So, so just speaking of the lottery and how we we're talking about work and everything, that is one thing that this whole COVID and lockdown has taught me. I could easily, easily not work and just have like that constant flow of money and just live in my life. I could easily do it without getting bored. Well, again, though, let me re- let's rephrase that situation and put to you what I put to Dale is control of complete time being paid the maximum that your career path allows mm-hmm. or you get the millions, but 
time is completely dictated to you by someone else what yeah, would you no, take i take time i'd want rather dictate my time do what i want yep uh, i'm i think i think that's Dale, i think you're the odd one out here because i'm i'm the exact same I uh, was just like, setting your ass and doing absolutely nothing. Money, money, money. <laughs> just setting your ass and doing nothing and that. Go for wee walks just around your youth. Or you could come back, have a million sitting on your bed, and go to bath with three bottles of whiskey and chill the fuck out. And then for, for two hours and then you're, you're starting work again. It's only if they dictate they want you in. Sometimes they might be like, "Ah, oh, no, I just take the day off, mate." No, no, I, I know, but mind, mind, mind. The question was that you have no control of your time, so they can be sound as fuck, or they could be white. They could turn around I, and be like, "I'm on the uh, premise that they're sound as fuck, though." No, well, all right, well, let's let's imagine the sun, sun doesn't shine at your arse for a second, Dale, right? And uh, let's, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that they're white and they want you in all the time. Uh, and yeah, and there you go. I've already got it worked out, Danny. I've already got it worked out. It's no well the day. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> comfortable with this situation. I feel like we never see each other, and you're like hen. <laughs> and that's that? when because I've got gold-plated walls, so uh, we're all cushy. Like just, no, just, just, I've no. told you before. So when they're not being sound, that's when they just roll through the establishment in a tank. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's like, oh, tank, jail, your assets are frozen, <laughs> you've lost your millions. <laughs> well, that's the way I go. It. Aye, 100%. That's a good way to go, Dale. That's a good way to go. As long as, you, as, long as you're getting in a tank, then I'm, I'm all behind you. I'm not taking part. I'm just saying I'm supporting from a distance. If in doubt, tank. Tank, yeah, <laughs> good tank though. One of those ones with a flamethrower as well as a cannon. Oh, it's got everything on it. It's got oh, you know the you know the cannons and sea of thieves. It's got <laughs> them on the side as well. Oh, the ones that fire the chains as well. We take down the masts. Uh, we so get the cannon in the we tank. We get ourselves on a ship again. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Let's get back to it. Back to the questions. Right, so the third question is quite a quite a serious question, but by all means, if you think you can take it in a funny way, which I don't know if you can or not, <laughs> try to. Oh, we can. So the third question: There are some humans. Oh, fucking hell, can barely speak. The beer's hitting me as well. Right, so there's some humans that have the ability to wipe out poverty. Yet, why do you think that no one wants to work towards that idea, or why do you think that those people? Are stopped in their tracks. Um, I mean, they were definitely going to be on the same page with this one. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, I'm kicking it straight to Dale. People need to die. <laughs> oh, I said my statement. I rescind the statement. They went full extremist there, and I'm no for that. I'm for that. I love this deal. I want to hear what you're saying. <laughs> Right, hear me out here, right? You can't. That's about another stop. tank. No. <laughs> it might be, it might end up in a tank. No. You, you can't so just you end. end. You can't end poverty. 
you kind of just end world hunger, things like that. That just can't happen. Because see if that happens, that's when the population is going to shoot through the roof and we're going to knock off the whole equilibrium of whatever the fuck's going on. Eventually, population is going to kind of stagnate and get to a point, but that is with poverty. If we work our way out of this and people start pumping loads of money into all these countries that suffer by all these problems, then that is going to fuck us up in the long run, 100%. People need to die. That's that's my whole, <laughs> my whole opinion. People need to die hunger. People need to die poverty and things. Poverty needs to be around. For subscribing to Phil and Nonsense. Your commitment and. Uh, oh, I do. There needs to be certain classes. There needs to be. It, it just needs to happen. There's no way about it. You can't have loads and loads of rich folk. You can't have loads and loads of poor folk. There needs to be a certain amount of balance. And that's exactly kind of what's going on now. But we're kind of leaning more into the more poor people kind of side of things in it and a lot more people are going to die and again that's when it can knock off the equilibrium with that as well but shit happens <laughs> I'm so against you I'm so against but I'm going to let Danny Danny interject with why why we're so against I you I mean I realize, here listen I realise we're breaking the norms of filling nonsense by actually hitting out with some facts Right, so I apologise in advance because this will be jarring to all of our 30 listeners. Um, yes. So first of all, there's a direct correlation between and lar- poverty and large families. If you want to reduce the population, improve the quality of life with everybody on the planet because generally what tends to happen with a few aspects of it, there's the education side of things in terms of sexual education, contraceptive. Second thing is, People generally have large families because they want their family to go out and work to bring money back to that household. And this has been a recurring theme. And this has only changed within the UK um, in the last kind of 60 years. You know, it's like if you look at the size of families, like I'm one, if you kick back one generation, I've got my mum and dad have five siblings on each side of four, four siblings. I don't know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a terrible nephew. I can't remember how many aunties and uncles I have. But four, let's just say four on each side. Um, and then you take that one generation and then all of my cousins, there's been one or two kids maximum. And that follows the pattern with prosperity within society is what tends to happen is the richer you are, the less kids you have. To the point where uh, I think Japanese society at the moment is trying to have financial endorsements to increase kids because they are at the moment on a shrinking um, population in Japan and they're tr- the government is trying to encourage people to have more kids so there's more people to look after the older generation so that completely cancels out um, in my mind completely cancels out what Dale was saying in terms of um, the population needs to balance itself like it will, if you want to fix the growing number and population, and actually it's on by, I think it's either 2040 or 2050, it's expected that popula- the population of the planet will peak, and after that it will start to reduce. Um, up, but in terms of the ability for humans to wipe out what I thought Dale was going to go on about, um, so maybe I was a wee bit presumptuous by saying that I completely agree with Dale, 
in terms of the ability to wipe out poverty is it's such a complicated question. Um, I think because okay, let's just say based on our previous questions that we're all billionaires, right? We have money coming into our arses, right? We wipe. We don't buy toilet paper. We just take hundred pound notes and wipe our arses. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly, right? Let's say we are that loaded and that disgusting, right? So we go, we get all get together and go. We are just going to, we're just going to solve it. We're just going to like fix poverty worldwide. How do you go about it? You can't pay. So the countries of almost, um, or a lot of countries with the poorest um, societal problems, can you can't fix that by injecting money? So take the UK because we're all so familiar with it. You chuck in money to a population where you've got people that have not maybe went one two to three generations where they've never worked how do we how does it solve the problem if we just chuck cash at them does that incentivize those people to work no it's understanding the situation that whether it's been from the government or whether it's society itself that's put them in that position where they cannot work. There's no point chucking money at people because where's the incentive to actually improve their quality of life and improve their life? Is they like and again going back to COVID, as this has shown in my mind so many times over, is people need a purpose. People that were on furlough and had nothing to do for months on end, to me that was that's what it's like if you're just given money, whether it's through the benefit system or whether it's through some futuristic thing where your job has become completely redundant that actually the government just pays you money because they can't do any better. You know, you have no, you know, you could automate a section of society to a point where you cannot give anything to society. Therefore, we're just going to make sure that you've got a house, your bills are paid, your food, all that sound. That's fine. You know, the, the initial, this is great, I didn't have to work, as we found out in furlough, quickly wears off because people need a purpose. People need to channel their energy in something because ultimately what ends up happening is you turn to the drink or you turn to drugs or you start doing things to just get a response and just for something to do. And I think when it comes to <clears throat> parts of society that currently may be on benefits now is I don't see that problem being fixed with money because that's not they need something that they want to be able to do and channel their time and energy towards they need more than just money so I and that's what I was well, saying well, these people need to die it's natural selection <laughs> Like, all these people who just didn't have a drive or didn't have anything that they wanted, they, like, most of the time, that is, like, why they're in poverty in the get-go. Quite a lot of them didn't, either they've had some problem in their childhood or anything like that, and it's went and they affect them after that, and they didn't want to work. I'll go ahead and chime in and just agree with Danny and agree with Dale sort of at the same time. I feel Shit like... Bag. <laughs> nah, not at all. Not at all, honestly. <laughs> I totally agree with Dale if it comes to so 
you said, Danny, that we can't prove that that's the case. But all of us, all four of us can prove by living in our culture. And like, you must have, you have to have seen countless amounts of examples of this. If you grew up in Scotland, you have to have seen it. You can't avoid the fact that there's people out there that are so non-driven, like Dale said, so lazy, so maybe just really simple or whatever, and that they will, if, if you put a, if you put a system out there, um, maybe just people with simple needs, Danny, is what I mean. I don't mean that, and I'm, I'm definitely not I know, no, getting wide in that just, way. Yeah, you you but, um, just mean living, if you, yeah, covering yeah, everything, so, yeah. If you put out a system that will let people abuse it, you'll get plenty of people that abuse it. And the, 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 our system that's able to be abused is far too good. It's far too easy to get by doing absolutely nothing. And like, I mean, you shake your head, but me all, we oh. all know, we've all seen it and it 100% happens. And then, I'll, like, it is true. It's a hundred percent true. You right. can just get by being an absolute jake. It's a, it's one of the most shameful parts of our culture, Scottish culture. That's terrible. Oh, I agree okay. with Danny. I agree with Danny on there. There's um, against what Dale said. There's poor cultures out there that it's they can't climb up for it. It's just impossible to climb out of the poverty. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I just add then? Right, and this. So I'm, I'm have... wrong. Me and Dale are both wrong on that one. No, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying that I disagree. And the reason I'm saying that I disagree is because we've had a unique opportunity to experience what it is to have life without a purpose. And what I mean by that is the furlough scheme that we have went through during COVID. Now, Kenny, I'm going to say out of the four of us, you're the exception to the rule where you have realigned your purpose you've you've kind of branched off your business a wee bit and you've looked at kind of doing a couple of things in different directions but what you can also say during lockdown is you have reassessed your values and that's why you're now living full-time in a van and you want more time to spend on you to pursue your goals and give your life purpose but let's be honest i'll provide myself with i'll provide myself with with the means to do that aye but you're the minority me, Elliot and Dale spent our time in furlough sleeping in, getting up, maybe having a coffee and a decent breakfast, maybe if we were feeling exciting, take ourselves for a walk around the local area, come back and smash out an Xbox session for the best part of six hours, right? Now, I don't personally feel that we can judge people who have no pur- feel like they have no purpose and claim benefits right now because do you know what see in the past few months when we were on furlough that's exactly what we were doing and do you know what we did with our time we didn't look to some people would and kenny you're the exception to this so if we take our group as the statistic 25 percent i hold on doing my math 25 percent of the population would take that time to be entrepreneurial and look for opportunities elsewhere 75% 75% of the population has sat on their arse, played their games console, and do you know what? If they're treating themselves, they maybe went for a, a wee walk or something like that, but they've done sweet fuck all um, during that time in furlough. And I don't think, that especially after that now in furlough, 
that we can turn around to people and benefits and say, either just lazy bastards that can't be arsed doing anything. Because do you know what? During that that exact same situation that we were experienced because of this unique global pandemic, we did the exact same thing as them. But that's only because you got a break for whatever the fuck you were doing before. So you were working hard, you were working your ass off trying to get to the position that you got to. So you worked really, really hard trying to get the job that you went. You went to university, you went to college, you worked really, really hard to get to where you needed to be. Yeah. These people do not do this. How can you be from Scotland and say that there's not a culture of people that want, that's, they absolutely want to, um, abuse they, the system uh, they don't know what to do anything oh, um, listen no i'm not saying that all i'm trying to reframe the conversation is say that we were put in the exact situation as we were put where we could just do fuck all yeah and still get a wage put it this way right if my granddad never had a job and my dad never had a job i am conditioned like if I wanted to go out, get a job and get a purpose, my family would be turning to me and going, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing that? Every turn, every... My surrounding circle of friends and family would be telling me that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So do you know what? I would be, if I did step above the parapet and go um, and try and elevate myself above that position I would be in Kenny's shoes I would be the, say the 25% that is away trying to get themselves a better way of being but the majority of us me, Dale, Elliot is getting money through the door each month that's covering our costs and we're not having to worry about that so what are we doing? going inside for a bit of fresh air we're playing at Xbox, we're hearing about banter with our pals, and we're getting pissed. And, and do you waiting, know what? For, waiting for life to go back to normal and no, so you can no, go back to I, your job that you had. I, no, no, no. Hey, exactly, because you so deserve easy. that. No, no, because that's so easy to say. They make a choice, right? They sit and do nothing. We didn't, we didn't make a choice to do that, right? My point in the, the get-go, my get-go point was poverty breeds poverty, right? And that's why I said... Yeah. People need to die, right? And I wasn't meaning kill people. I was meaning that these people put themselves in positions where they die much earlier or they they have a choice to make things better. They have a choice to go to college, like you're saying, go to uni. And it doesn't matter if the other family and other pals and that are saying, why are you trying to get a job? Why are you going to college? Why are you doing this? That doesn't, have, that doesn't really give a fine fucking... Like, it does. And that's the problem with if they're just happy to go with whatever their mum or dad are doing or whatever their granddad are doing and different things like that, yeah. then that that yeah. their life is inevitably going to be cut short because of the choices they have made. Yeah, I would say there's I would say I again I kinda see what you're saying, Danny, like but that's the point that I made. There's a culture that's generated in our country that, that it's a there's a culture that's generated around doing that and it, and it's there because they're allowed to do that. Yeah. You should just be like, mate, if you can't, if you cannot afford, if, or if you can't pull your weight to provide for yourself, then everybody else isn't just going to give you a percentage of their wage so that you can sit in your house and take smack. 
Like you, our our system, everybody gets to go to school. Doesn't matter if you're an absolute JK. I've had I had pals that wear wore the same shirt all week and got it washed at the end of the week. That doesn't matter. You're allowed to go to college and do an access to an access to this course. You're allowed to go to college for free. You're, our system is built in a way that people like that can do better. They didn't want to maybe because you said they're world is so tiny in their eyes the world's as big as the scheme that, they, that they're from and that's what i'm saying there's a culture built around that and they're allowed to live like that and we pay for it we feed their children everyone's going mental because boris isn't isn't what is it they've took away the free lunches for uh, kids is that or is that not what fucking benefits are for if they're if they're more can he take away our fag money and our buckfast money to give our kids money to buy a packed lunch then that's the fucking problem, not the fact that you can't get free lunches. Right, and enough of that shite. <laughs> we'll actually get back to the question. So, Kenny, I'm going to have to chuck the question to you, and I'm going to open my thing up so I can actually read it. So, the question, number three. Is there are some humans that have the ability to wipe out poverty, yet why do you think no one wants to work towards that idea, or why are people stopped to do so? Right, so I guess just real quickly... I don't think that society, unfortunately, this isn't my opinion, by the way, I just this is just what I think of the reality of the situation. I don't think that society is built on equality. I, I don't know that, that society works on equality either, but I know that it's not built on that on that premise. Mm -hmm. So, like, we if we think about from a governmental sense, I, I know that somebody, I think it was you Elliot, that asked, like, why don't the governments help? Maybe maybe to them it's maybe it's better financially for them not to help as much in some situations. And then if you're gonna look to individuals like Dale would be talking about the Amazon guy or so if we're gonna look to individuals rather than the government, people that are just rich. I think it's just one of those things that people want to they just want to help themselves and the people mm -hmm. around them. And then after that, they'll have a list of priorities. And, and that's what I was going to, that's when I was going to ask the question that Dale asked earlier in the podcast, when Dale said, well, if you had money, would you help the poor? And I don't know if I would go, like, I'm just being, like, you can say your, your bit on it if you want. I don't think that I would just go, I would go to um, human being, like, human issues, because I'm, I'm a compassionate person, I think, but I'm not, like, it might be horrible, but I feel like I'm, I lean more towards ecological issues mm -hmm. and I lean more towards in, the environment and this depressing stuff like that more than I do like um, people that are hungry and stuff like that. Like I lean, I think I lean more towards like help the ecosystem, help animals, help the yep. environment. And if I had money, I would probably be I would probably be trying to learn how I could do my bit to that in a bit and better in a better way than than I can do now. I don't think that I would go to uh, human poverty issues with my money. So that mm -hmm. that was my bit on that about the government and about individuals. That's how I was going for it. Yeah, no, no. I so answering that question, I think the way you answered it, it would be perfect. The way that I would answer, it. I think it it's the or like, like I just summarised there, I think it comes down to the individuality of the person, what their interests and what their ideas of where they want to invest their money is. 
Yeah. If I knew if I if I had the power and if I was all this almighty wealthy person, I think that would be something that I, I'd be looking. Or I'd like to think me would do that. <laughs> me would. I would. Me rich <laughs> rich me would do that. Rich me yeah. might be different to me, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, sick man. Um, I don't think one individual would have the um the wealth to be able to solve that. Um, I think I don't, and I don't think it's fair. This is where I thought me and Dale would maybe agree on this point. I don't think it's fair to expect that of one person to fix the wealth of a planet. I mean, we all pay taxes. Would I be willing, as a small individual in the cog, to pay slightly more tax to cover, to ensure that everybody had a basic? You know, everyone was able to have shelter and pay the bills and feed their family. Because do you know what? If shit hit the fan and I was made, if I didn't have a job, I would like to think that I would have, I would fall back to a system that allowed me to survive fairly. Or do you know what? See if it was everybody was just taxed at say thirty percent of their wage. Regard, you know, you, you earned a hundred grand, or you earned thirty. 30% of your tax, 30% of your wage was just tax. And from that, that just covered everybody. And let's just say that that could stretch where everybody was entitled to free public transport. You know, it doesn't matter if you were on a million pounds or you're on two pounds a month. Everyone was entitled to ride the bus for free. You know, it's like they're doing it in some Scandinavian countries. It just just covering off the basic necessities of life to be able to survive and travel around the country that you live in, I don't think is un- unfair. So, no, it doesn't stand at one person. One person can't make a change. This needs to be changed within society itself. And that's probably the most unpopular opinion of them all um, because nobody wants to part with more than they have to. Yeah. Definitely, man. What do you think, Elliot? It's a fair point. It's a fair point. I didn't think quite think of it quite like that. So number four, in your opinion, what is money wasted on? And Kenny, I'm going to head it over to you. Oh, shoot. Um, no pressure. Um, yeah, cool. I would probably say that it's wasted on over, I, I, I put over consumerism. Um, probably wasted on yeah overconsumption so like think about I know like don't think that I'm again I'm not sitting here on my wee high horse like that's not what's happened Um, I've we've all been guilty of overconsumption I think it's like a maturity level thing as you grow you realise what's valuable and what have you but I used to be the kind of guy that was like a payday a payday like new clothing item thing and I see that as ridiculous I see that as over over consumption I don't really do that anymore I buy clothes and you'll see me wearing the same shit for years until it's fucked kind of thing I'm like that now Mm -hmm. Um, I never used to be like that I used to just like having a new shirt because I didn't want people to see me wear the same shirt on a night out twice and that that, that's just stupid that's ridiculous yeah um I think money's wasted on buying in order to try and fill some sort of hole that you don't understand how to fill yet because you haven't real you haven't realized 
what there is to make you happy yet. You think that buying things is going to make you happy. And the reason why it doesn't, in my opinion, is that it's not a, it's not a, a natural sort of need for a, for a human being. There's things, there's needs out there that we just don't understand how to meet until we, until we find them. Mm-hmm. Um, what, um, what should we spend our money on in, in comparison to what are we wasting it on? As individuals, um, I think your money is better spent. Um, if we're going to talk about things that you can spend money on, your money is probably better spent on having experiences and like spending money on things that enable you to learn and have experiences and have a good time, basically, rather than just buying yourself materials. Mm-hmm. That was my answer to that. Yeah. I think uh, just to add to that, I think when you're talking about spending like money on your own enjoyments, I think investing money in yourself as well is probably the best the best way to use money is invest in yourself to better yourself as a person, or yeah, to do to to go and and chase those dreams that you have and stuff like that. Yeah, and, man. So very very much agreed with you in that point. Sweet. But, what about you, Danny? Um, I think I think any and yourself has kind of hit on that pretty fairly. I think um, we society are targeted and we're always not to sound like Christ. I mean, you sound like some of the seventies or something very lefty, where we are a cog in the machine. But you are part of a system where if you if you're not spending money to get frivolous things, then the consequences of that can be quite dire. And, you know, an economy in the way the society is structured is we consistently have to have an economy that grows. It has to continuously grow year and year, more money spent, more money earned. Um, you know, it's like when they say that we had a recession, it's not necessarily that we're fucked. It's just that growth has stopped. You know, it's like we might be be more sensible with our money or we might be not spending it as much as an, on an individual level as um, we were in previous years. But that's seen as a massive catastrophe for the, uh, you know, the, the economy that we, um, that we are part of. And I just think it's ridiculous much as, what you guys have touched on is we're structured in society that were made that way and we we have to we're conditioned that we have to spend on frivolous things and I was the exact same scenario as Kenny you know I at one point you'd be a bit embarrassed to wear the same t-shirt twice almost well now I'm kind of the opposite where what I've touched on before you know you, you spend money on quality things that will last you much longer which from an economic point of view, is terrible because you're yeah. maybe only spending 50 quid every couple of years versus £10 um, every six months. So they mm-hmm. want you to be spending more constantly on the cheap shit so they're constantly getting money through the door. Um, yeah. I mean, more more widely, what do I think money's wasted on? I mean, Christ, I can, I can see Dale tensing up as I'm about to say this, but even though we can't see Dale... Money's wasted on so many things. Um, tanks for one, like. Tanks. Fucking tanks. <laughs> tanks. Tanks, tanks for everything, man. Tanks for everything. 
But I mean, <laughs> to me at the moment, the priority of every government is the performance of GDP, the performance of the economy. I think we should be valuing society on the quality of life of the individual within that. So say if a country performs well on the quality of life of the individual within their society, that doesn't necessarily have to, to mean that we've generated the most amount of income. But do you know that that human being within that country is on a good quality of life, be that through air quality, education, um, job opportunities, um, whatever it may be, there's, I think we're a bit backwards as we are, and it's going right back to the start, is, is it greedy humans? Is the way that we have economies set up and how we measure success within a country is all based on how much has your country spent and how much has it earned within a year? But that doesn't benefit the people living within that. It's just we are we are conditioned and we are stuck in a system where we believe which we benefit from. Growth in an economy means growth in interest. Growth in interest means growth on the house prices. Growth in the house prices means growth on wages, yada, yada, yada. But it's almost like a domino effect where we have to get so many things in line for it to benefit the punter like me and you, where if we flipped that assessment on the quality of life of an individual, um, I think we would look at society very differently. I think you look at the richest countries in the world and assess the quality of the individual and realise that those people are poor as fuck. UK, US. I mean, UK and US have some of the highest um, points of wealth on the planet. China, Singapore, um, no, Singapore, sorry, South Korea. Um, there's all these points where we're like, we, you know, these are some of where the richest people on the planet live. And this is where economy and businesses and all that sort of thing live. And great. And I'm going to use Dublin as an example of this. Is Dublin is a tax haven. Loads of businesses are there. The GDP of that particular city is massive. The rents on that city is massive. And by all accounts, that should be, if you stay within Dublin, you should be loaded. Yeah. But the honest truth in terms of the individual is the businesses, the reason that they flock there is they don't pay tax. So they're not paying into the local economy. Um Everyone that works for that business that flocks to there because the business is there pays over the over the ends for rent and um, and house prices, um, and because of that, the businesses might be willing to pay their wages for that business, but any local that stays in that area can't afford to stay there anymore. So they've either bought the house prior to the boom, in which case they benefit, which is a minority, or the majority is people then looking for the their first home leaving home in this particular city or area can't afford to because of this artificial boom and inflation therefore they haven't they've been pushed outside of the city and area they're familiar with purely because of some artificial boom created from a tax haven and right now is the exact same example of that within post covid lockdown Everyone's been stuck in their house for six months. Realise that, do you know what? This is maybe I've spent too much time within these four walls and I've, I've reassessed the situation and maybe I don't want to spend my time here. I want to move. 
So everyone's moving within the economy and, and my business that I work for is benefiting from that. Yet as a private buyer, you go to bid on a house, like, and this is the example I'm going to use very recently, you guys don't know about. Um, me and my missus went to buy a house last week um, and move out of our flat. And we bid 10 grand over the asking price um, and were in the terms of the stage and were wildly outbidded. Um, and the way that that kind of is set up is the, the bank's only going to ever give you and lend you the money based on the home report. So we bidded five grand above the home report. For what we are gathering, we're, we were outbidded by about 10, 15 grand. So we would have had to front a 10, 15 grand of our own cash that we just had in a bank somewhere ready to throw down because these false economies that are created because we focus on making money, we focus on getting the last penny out of a person um, at the detriment of society in general because it's all about showing that we've our economy has grown when actually we just need to focus on people rather than money. At the end of the day, that's why money is wasted on because we don't focus on people. Just to, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna introduce you, Dale, just yet on this question. I'm gonna let you go last. I'm gonna chip in. So one of the things that I think money is wasted on, and I'll explain it once I say it. I think it is war. I think war is a big thing that money is wasted on. And I know people are gonna be like, oh no, but we. And I'm not saying like defund the police are like, I'm not saying like, oh, we shouldn't have armies because we don't need protection. We should all be living in a world that we're all peaceful. Yes, we should be. But I agree that everybody needs to have that protection because there could be some crazy bastard out there. Whatever I don't agree with is like taking America, for example, but coming up with America. new weaponry that could literally wipe out this whole planet. Like weaponry that a bullet, if you shoot a bullet, it goes into somebody, it explodes into like a million people. Like, why are we coming up with that? What is the need? What is no the need idea, for yeah. that? So that, to me, is a big thing that money is wasted on. The need is, uh, as Dale said, kill all the people. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to admit, though, it's cool as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. It is cool. I remember, I always remember, I can't remember at one point, but at one point whenever I went into YouTube, I used to type in and I loved watching rail guns. I don't know why. It was a, some sort of fascination I had with rail guns and seeing, <laughs> and seeing all these, like, battleships that they had new technology that they could have all had. It amazed me. But now that I'm older and I'm just like, well, what, what's the point? Why? Why would we need that? But anyway, that, that's my take on the question. So, Mr. Daily Dale, the last question is on you, sir. Well, I've got two things. And one of them is actually, like, you kind of went in on one. So when you were saying war, I, I mean, I understand war costs a lot of money, but the big thing for me is nuclear weapons. You're talking about America uh, having these kind of weapons that can destroy a whole world. It's like pretty much everybody's got that you now. Like we're spending crazy amounts of cash, and it links to basically the whole podcast. The amount of money we are spending on Trident, well, in 2019 was seven billion pounds, and that's just in the program that's actually just surrounding Trident. And then you've got another 600 million pounds for the contingency fund in it as well. That's 2019 to 2020 alone. 
and that's frightening. How long has Trident been going on for in the UK? Mm. Why have they got it here? That's another big worrying thing for us as well. I know we get kind of subsidised for it, but at the same time, sh- shouldn't it be a thing? Nuclear weapons just shouldn't exist, but unfortunately they do. And another thing that I think is a big giant money waster, uh, which is going to hit the, hell, the nail right in the head for Danny, is poverty benefits. Uh, <laughs> yes! Go on. I don't think these people should be getting the kind of money that they actually do for sitting in their arse doing nothing. Christ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Holy moly! Um, you, you know, oh, I, man. Think, I think that were you channeling? Were you channeling your inner uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg there, Jill, or, uh... <laughs> I think that last bit, of it, but in all seriousness, I think the nuclear weapons was uh, a giant waste of money. Yeah. Uh no. I mean, the, no. There's no need to um, edit things out if you're just playing or you are actually just voicing an opinion you're allowed to voice an opinion on something like that deal and I, I kind of agree with you on a le- it's probably on a maybe it's on a level on a spectrum but I do think that I think we'd all agree deals on the spectrum <laughs> I do think your that... haircut's on the spectrum hi <laughs> <laughs> Kenny cut it hi I was going to say like <laughs> the way that we disperse money out through benefits that I don't really fully agree with. It's one of those things that you can be absolutely you could listen to this and be absolutely furious with myself and and Dale but I don't think that you should be allowed to have as many children as you want on benefits and just continue to get more money for them. Aye, not at all. I don't think that that's okay. I've lived, I, I live next to that. Like uh, my, my next door neighbour, and this is this this is this I def Danny definitely sound, but I live next to the scenario where there's this woman who has four kids now, and I can only I can only say for a fact that I know three of them have different parents. I'm gonna speculate and say that four of them have different parents because she doesn't live with anybody at the moment, which which is basically she's allowed to have as many kids as she wants to have and that's her human right um, and she will continue to get more money for those kids and chances are she'll probably get a better house She all she did to have that house that I worked really really hard for I had to work really hard to get that shit house all she did was get fucked for that house and have <laughs> a fucking child <laughs> with, with several different people that were also waste like wastes of fucking space and I don't fucking think that's okay. And then and then I see this, everybody on the news, like all the fucking working class or, or up to higher class people on the news are like, I think Boris is an absolutely horrible, I think it's absolutely horrible that he's taking away the free lunches thing and all that. And I'm like, he's taking away the free fucking lunches, but everybody's, everyone still gets benefits, man, for... They, they're given an allowance for the kid. That allowance is to feed the kid. They don't need free food when you when they get money to for the fucking food. And I don't even think that they should. I don't think you should be allowed to even do that. I don't think she she should have had four kids. I will say this with confidence, and I don't care if people want to tear me down or 
say like, oh, that Kenny guy that owns the barbershop's a piece of shit. I, was, I stand by what I say. I don't think she should be allowed to have four kids if um, the guy that she has it with, the, the, the partner that she has it with, is another, like, let's face it, the third guy, the fourth guy, doesn't have a job, maybe deals grass on the side, smokes weed and, and sells it, doesn't have a job, that, that ultimately it's me and you three that provide for the kids. And we're living in a world where there's too much, there's too, the, the, the population of human beings is destroying the planet. They can, the, the resources that we take from the planet is ruining the place. And we're just allowing people to lay on their backs, get fucked, spit out kids. They don't live with the dad get benefits, get a bigger house, get, got a massive telly, all the Waynes have got iPhones. Fuck that. Mike drop on that point, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm was, game for that. I was about to say, Troops, like, I did not realise how serious we could... I did not think when we said, oh, let's talk about money and root of all evil, it was going to go down this path. <laughs> but, I'm just saying, I stand by that and I'm with Dale. If that's what Dale's trying to say, I'm with him with that. I'm so glad we've actually had a podcast where somebody agrees with me. So, people listening to the podcast, if you if you want to make it in life, invest time and money in yourself. Yeah, or just get fucked and lie on your back and get some <laughs> benefits for it. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Because you will be judged. You will be judged on, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Danny wants to comment on that. The ridiculous thing is, I, none of us are on any more. I will confidently say none of us are on any more than like 40 grand a year, um, which is way above the average wage of anyone in the UK. Um, and we are squabbling over folk on benefits when they're on the end of the scale. The, peop- the cheats that aren't paying tax, that are multi-millionaires, or the people that have got tax havens set up, or finding loopholes within the the government system to set themselves up we we focus and are trained and the media pushes our focus on the people in society who are struggling people in society who do you know what yeah you know what let's let's go for the absolute worst case that dale and kenny are talking about where they're scrounging off society do you know what they're scrounging off society couple of thou- thousand like, all right maybe maybe if you're lucky a couple of hundred a month there's the other end of that scale where people are avoiding paying tax on the millions scale that we are not told about we are not saying the problem that we are having the reason we can't cover costs in the nhs is because those rich bastards are not paying what they're due in tax amazon the the people we talk about jeff bezos hasn't paid a penny tax because they think they don't have to because Amazon's based in the US, yet they employ people within fucking 20 miles of where we stay. No, you, Elliot, you're a bit further away. Um, but they employ people within the UK and they have premises within the UK, therefore they should be paying tax and they have refused to do so. And that's in the millions that they are due the UK economy. Yet we are talking about the wee shites that are trying to scam a free PS4, which is a 500 quid, if you're lucky now. I mean... I see what you mean. There's there's millions of people... 78 billion per year. 
seven to eight billion per year is poverty costs the UK seven to eight billion per year. Right. Yeah, you're maybe right, and maybe we should have a podcast on this, but I just don't think that it, we we're just conditioned to look around and see that bastard's taking five hundred pounds off me, rather than that bastard over there is taking millions off me. But we're not allowed to talk about them because they're they're the pals, they're 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 the high ups, they're the people that don't they're so far removed of our our understanding of value of money in our currencies that we do not challenge that because the expectation that is required to challenge that is high up at government level in the government army. 24 grand a year that she is taking and in quite inverted commas from society yet there is higher ups in society avoiding tax in yeah. the Millions. Yeah, I know what you mean. We now I'm not saying that sh- we shouldn't be turning attention to that. What bugs me is we go. It's a problem in society. We're turning around. Look at those scroungers that are taking 24 grand of me a yeah, year, I know what you're and we're shutting a wall down on the people that are claiming and avoiding paying millions each year, yeah. millions per year. Yeah. They're not paying in tax because they have a tax haven. Um, and that's what bugs me with this. Like, I'm not saying that the problem's not, uh, the system's not unbalanced. I'm not saying that the system is uh, unfair. Actually, in some ways, I think that you're absolutely justified in what you're saying, Kenny and Dale and Elliot. What I'm saying to you is, we've spent the best part of this podcast talking to people, people on benefits, but not once have we talked to people that are avoiding paying tax. As their wise words from Biggie Smalls once said, more money, more problems. Yeah. That's Respect. It. Yeah. Respect. That's why I'm minimalising bitches. Um, are we all doing a closing statement? Aye, closing all statement. Right. Summarise um, it. Yeah, I would just say um, you shouldn't spend your whole life thinking... I need to make as much money as I possibly can. You should put more of your time and energy into figuring out how you can make the most of the very, very small amount of time that you've got here because money is not going to matter after that. And really, if you spend most of your time trying to find money, it's a lot of time you could have spent just enjoying yourself. And it's took me 28 years to realise that, so... I want my 30s, 40s and 50s. I mean, let's face it, productive years in my life, I've got maybe a couple decades of that left with a fit, with a sort of level of fitness where I can do things, do you know what I mean, and enjoy myself. So from now, from sort of, I say this point forward, a recent point forward, my main focus is on buying myself as much time as I can because time's more valuable than money. That's what I would say. I like it. Agreed. Danny, summarise. Uh, I'm not far off, Kenny. As I think, um, and especially in the recent times, that something of which, from what I'm told and what discussions I've had with people a wee bit wiser and more senior than me, is the older you get, the more you realise that money will come um, for the most part, but time you can never get back. You're still saddled with debt. You're still saddled with problems with money. 
and the greatest uh, asset that you can have is time. I like it. I like it. Daily Dale, send us off. <laughs> the richest of the rich is one who is not a prisoner to greed. Nice. I actually oh. like that. I, I really like that. I really like that. But it's almost went full circle on uh, Elliot's questions. Is it right back to number one? Is money the root of all uh, all evil, or is it humans humanity's greed? It's almost like it was planned. Oh, oh. Dale's tuned out for the past half hour looking for that quote. <laughs> and on and on that note, folks, thank you very much. Bye. Catch you next time.